Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 96 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast, even though we recently discovered there's some other Southeast mm. video game podcasts. But this is the premier one. Hey, this is still the premier one. But we it's are... not the one that allows food or drink. And, we don't. And also, 96 was the last year Atlanta had E3. And the Olympics. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to bring up the Olympics. Two here. major events. 96 is a key number for us as an mm-hmm. Atlanta-based podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Michael McLeod. Yep, that's me. And Cesar Concepcion the second. I'm here. You'll notice I did not do a preamble of news. This is our special game of the year edition. Mm-hmm. The whole episode is going to be a surprise for once. Huzzah. Is it? It is. Now let's go to Cesar for news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a segue. Keep the fucking surprises going. So we're going to... I get. Do you want to run it down? Oh, we gotta get people. No, we gotta let people know what they're doing. I, I mean, news no, is a surprise. Yeah. Just, just you've, hung, you've hung in for 96 episodes. Just fucking strap in and be ready for this yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. We just literally, get ready. No spoilers. We literally have two news articles, so bam. Knock them out. Yeah. So uh, this one's from Bleeding Cool, written by uh, Gavin Sheehan. Um, this one is, they kind of snuck this out on Christmas Eve. And what's funny is I got a, what do they call it? A. Uh, some spyware because it just uh, launched up. It's what like, happened? Get a free gift card from Amazon. Oh, Click God, here I hate that. as I, I was loading. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I used to have to close that whole tab. It's yeah. like the whole tab is infected. So um, wait, how much was a gift card? Yeah, I, I had to spin the wheel, so <laughs> I didn't get that far. I was like, I'm not falling for this kind of like that that freaking prince that keeps asking me for money. I'm not sending you five grand. Go to hell. Who's asking you for money? <laughs> Some prince in Ghana. Or something He's like, like a Nigerian. Are you kidding or me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just needs a little bit of money to help. I've never seen this ad. What Free up thing? his money yeah. to, so he can give you millions of dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's assaulting both of y'all. What sites are y'all going to where the uh, print wants money from no, you guys? I don't know, man. I just, sites I probably need to start blocking. So this came out on uh, Christmas Eve, believe it or not. Uh, the uh, Segi, uh, Sega, Segi. Sega Sammy Holdings that Sega Games and Sega Interactive will merge into one company in April 2020. The what the hell does that mean? The company's chief creative officer, uh, Toshiro Nagaoshi, went to details about it as well as during a live stream. Apparently, I didn't get invited to this live stream. So oh, my God. Hurt. That's probably a good thing. Do you remember that crazy Sonic live stream with the concert? Oh, with the weird, yeah, with the weird people dancing oh in there? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like somebody just had a video camera out in the audience? Like a bad Grateful <laughs> Dead episode. It was weird. Um, Went into details about, oh uh, yeah, live stream from Japan. For those who weren't aware, there's no such company just called Sega. And the Holdings Company is the parent company with both of these divisions covering different aspects of their outreach. Of course. Uh, obviously, games do video games with some other elements tied to it, while Interactive has been working the amusement side of things. So the two sides have worked independently of each other with different rules and boundaries for them. The amusement so, side is the uh, like pachinko. The arcade and mm-hmm. is is arcade synonymous with pachinko at this point? Is that all it is? Nah. Or cell phone stuff? I'm trying to remember, I've been in Dave and Buster's recently. Did they have any Sega? There was a uh, Daytona machine there. Old school Daytona. Yeah, like a four man cabinet for a Daytona. I might warn trip. They also have the four man Halo. We need to go knock out. By the way. Okay. Mm-hmm been talking about that one for a while which i started but then one of the people that was tied into it with us copped out after like swiping the card twice i was like no we're invested keep playing let's go he's like nah fuck this shout out to derek derek thank you for uh quitting on halo for <laughs> us <laughs> so why the change now uh, apparently the way the japanese market is in a place where it's constantly changing and the system needs to change in the company in their company so starting april 2020 the two sides will be merged back together to form the sega group 
For the vast majority of gamers and people who are fans of the company, nothing will change. The changes oh. will happen more internally than anything else. Um, they actually linked the live stream. Uh, so we're going to keep getting that great Sega content we crave. So it basically, it's just a merger where like, anybody else is doing mergers right now. So they're probably going to merge and they're going to cut positions because they don't need two sides of marketing. Right. And, you know, redistribute jobs, kind of like they did, Sony did. And yeah. uh, Disney did the Fox when they merged with Fox. So. So, nothing will change, but, I mean, they're now just going to be officially called, uh, now they're going to be called Sega, I guess. So. Just Sega. Yeah. Maybe this is where Sean Layden ends up at. He's the new Sega president. Maybe. Surprisingly, he hasn't announced where he's going Nope. Yet. Yeah. And I was, when I was looking over the year in review, he left, and or he announced he was leaving in, like, August or September, mm-hmm. and he's still retweeting PlayStation stuff and liking PlayStation stuff, so I'm like, are you gone? Mm. Is he a fellow? Like, uh, they do it at Nintendo? Like, how does That's that... what it seems like, because they, they, they joked with him and Geo like they're just, like, retirees. So yeah. Like, kind of like yeah, alumni, that's what they call each other. Right. So. Also, man, and I know we'll get the... I'll, we'll get to it when we do our games of the decade that we enjoyed, but, man, the Adam Boys leaving PlayStation was, like, five years ago. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. I'm looking at these timestamps, and I'm like, God, that feels like I don't know. It just uh, time is time is rapidly. It flies by. Let's yeah. just say that that was uh, the game of the decade thing. When I was looking through it, was uh, was kind of hard in certain ways. So we'll get to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like you said, mm-hmm. I was torn in some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the other article we got today um, was done a couple of days ago, but uh, apparently this was interesting. Microsoft has told we have a few developers to keep making really weird games. Cool. So this is also confirmation that they're following the Sony format where they just let studios make what they want. Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. That's so, worked out for Sony. Hopefully that's followed up by Make a Good Game. So over the course of developing, we have a few <laughs> compulsion games. <laughs> went from being a five-person indie team to an Xbox first-party studio. Uh, as it, it looks ahead to what it was the next project will be, Compulsion's creativity won't be held back. And this is from U.S. Gamer by Eric Van Allen. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, Compulsion's creativity won't be held back by any mandates from its new parent company. Cool. Uh, apparently, there's a documentary. Uh, it's called The Cost of Joy, We Happy Few. Uh, it's produced by Sam Abbott. Uh, it looks like internally by Microsoft. We have been told to keep making really weird, just different things, said community developer uh, Nali Hajas. So on the creative standpoint, it's just been all positive. Wonderful. Uh, and then they go into details about being pleased about... Having this freedom, um, they also went in there considering uh, Ninja Theory also was following these rules when they announced the Hellblade, a sequel to Hellblade. So, Michael, did you start that yet? No. <laughs> okay. I didn't pick it back up either. No, I I have it downloaded on the internal, and I was going to, but I was like, nah, <laughs> I didn't. So do I it. was reading somewhere that the it's better to like. You know, you have it internal. You know it's there. You don't have to plug in the drive. You said it was loud. Mm-hmm. But the bus speed on the 3.0 is faster than the internal drives on both of these systems. I mean, it's not like I'm waiting hours for a load screen anyway, so it doesn't really matter. If it takes two extra seconds, it doesn't really bother me too much. You're you're okay with the compromise? Yeah, it's fine. I don't even notice it. Let's put it that way. Uh, has anybody played We Happy Few? I remember when it was first shown have... off that it was this... Like, it's on Game Pass. Shock vibes. I have played it and I didn't like it at all. I thought it was straight garbage. It is. Very, <laughs> it is very Bioshockish from is what it? I've seen. Yeah, is yeah. It? it has a cool aesthetic. I'll give it that much. Uh, and, and that's that's why I made that comment. It's like, yeah, I, I I hope they keep making interesting concepts 
but they need to make a good game out make of it. Make it a good game. Um, it's interesting. I don't this jogged my memory for some reason. Cesar, you were talking about a Kotaku piece from Tim Rogers in pre production. I can't remember if it was Kotaku or Polygon. I saw they were flashing back to Remember Me. That uh, I think it was a Capcom game. It was a Don't Nod, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Don't Nod joint. Yeah, I didn't know that. It was that. their first game. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I was watching the um they linked the launch trailer to it. And I remember being super like I have a copy, I bought this game. Mm-hmm. I remember being super hyped for it, I just never came around to it. But uh, watching that launch trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, this looks this looks incredible." Was it's, it a pretty good experience? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a bit clunkier than it looks in that trailer, but it's pretty good. Okay, not as smooth as mm-hmm. uh, as the trailer may make it seem. Yeah, maybe if you played on PC. I played on uh, 360. So okay, I think I played on PS3 as well. But yeah, random. You know how we all see crazy uh-huh. game shit come up. All right, Cesar, is that our two news bits? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Slow uh, news week. Slow. For the rest of the year. Let's go back to the master document. And we'll go into our earliest games played segment of all time at nine minutes. All time. And then we'll end the, the, end the podcast. <laughs> no, it's that's over. It. Yep. We're done. Yep. Three minute podcast. We hope you played games this year because we didn't. That's it. Yeah. Who wants to start us off? So that's where you've been traveling. Did you uh, did you catch up on anything? Absolutely not because I've been visiting family and whatnot. <laughs> You've so, been traveling. You were um, piled up on the couch with uh, headphones and switch and plugging away at something. Yeah, right, with a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, like. Not gonna go. What are you doing? Then everything's thrown out of your hands. They're yeah. like, they're leaned over your shoulder like yeah. I used to do with my stepbrother and a Game Boy. Man, and that's why my eyes are so bad. Possibly. Yeah. But no, I, I yeah. think I think the most games played I, p- I probably put in there was. Um, Deadly Premonition Origins. I think I put like six hours into it. Yeah? Yeah. I know I you were texting me saying you enjoyed it. Fucking chapter one. Took me six hours to get out of chapter one. That's the longest part. You still digging the craziness of it? It's random as fuck, man. <laughs> I forgot how random that game is, especially with the, the conversations you have with the hotel, uh, Polly, where she keeps thinking you're hitting on her, and he's like just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> and somebody's just whistling in the background with the music. I'm like, it's... it's, it's that twin, atmosphere sounds awesome, It's though. fucking Twin Peaks, man. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, I got six hours into it. I mean, I mean, there's not much, really much I can add to it. It is definitely the director's cut from the PS3 version. So, you know, I, you I know. looked that up because you mentioned uh, it was the last time you were on. So I guess it was two weeks ago. We got it free on PS or on 360. We did not get the PS3 one. No, I'm pretty I, sure we got the PS3 one. I, I bought it on PS3 because it was like three bucks at one time on sale. That's what it was. Yeah, because it was like two ninety nine. I think I tried to fire it up and it was twenty bucks. Like I had the PS3 hooked up. And I've gotten, since I've done PlayStation Plus, what, like 2010 or something, when mm-hmm. they started, like, I missed that first wave of those all those PS1 games they were giving out, but I started right after that. Now, whether or not they gave it out for free, I don't know. I remember paying two ninety nine for it, so. I'm pretty sure they gave it away. I should have um, done the two ninety nine. Yeah, because I remember I bought it, and it came with all the DLC. I was like, fuck it, two ninety nine. It's expensive now. I yeah. can't get it for less than 40 on eBay. I've been kind of down. Well, I have a physical copy of it, too. I think I'm, mm-hmm. I don't remember when I bought it. I it was cheap at one yeah. point. I yeah. just missed out. But yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't have the weird uh, tank controls from the 360 version. Um, you sent me an article with the differences, yeah. and it's like night and day. Like, don't play that 360 version. That's the ultimate jank. Yeah, and that was part of it too. <laughs> but they cleaned it up. This a lot. one's so much cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, still jank, but yeah, not as much. Right. But yeah, outside of that, uh, yeah, because it, it's the it doesn't have the tank controls. Um, I know the if you go based off achievements and. Trophy. Some people do. Some people don't. I think a lot of it is more the 360 one is more difficulty based 
uh, while the PS3 one, they kind of push you to do more of the side missions because there's a lot of side missions in this game. Ah. This this game can eat up a lot of your time. So, I mean, because I couldn't start any side missions until after Chapter 1. And Chapter 1 is the longest part because the, the setup is pretty long. It's the Death Stranding of uh, Suda games. Was it a Suda game or a Swery game? Swery. Swery. It kind of feels like a Suda game, actually. You know? <laughs> That's the yeah. Even if it's it. not, yeah. There's a bar called Swery 65 so in the game. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, it's all it's in meta in there. you got to have it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I just finally got to the part where I met all the people in town, and I laid out, like, this is what happened. This is what's going on. And uh, it's got its little quirks, like, where uh, the main character is always talking to Zach, who's not even there. Uh-huh. And it's funny because it's like, don't ask me about Zach. And, you know... Mind your business, basically. It's crazy. So I'm, I know nothing about this yeah. game. You said side missions. I was like, this is the kind of game with side missions? Yeah, it's a lot of random shit. Like, you can upgrade a gas tank. And then, I think there was one on the world. <laughs> on the car. Well, because it's bullshit. Because I think there was a couple of times... They, they, they give you subtle hints. Like, uh, when I had to go to the lumber yard, it's like, that's a long drive. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I, I don't even pay any attention to it. I just drove all the way down to the lumber yard and did this whole bit, which was like two hours where you find out about the murder scene. Okay. Then I get out, it's like, you got to drive back to the hotel and I ran out of gas along the way. And I was like, fuck. And I had to get out of the car and just like rim up. Seriously? Run to the fucking hotel, yeah. I like that, though. That's so, There's something to that. Okay. I was like, it just it just pulled over and just died. Oh, my God. It's like a PUBG gas tank. Yeah. December yeah. 2014, it was free on PS3. It was look, free? Yeah, I had to look it up. How did I miss it? I don't know. It was December 2014. <laughs> we bought a house that month, so it might, yeah, have, been, maybe, might have been that. Uh, but, um... We yeah. We buy a house that month. I don't know. Uh, it, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah it, you, don't have to, you have to pay for it. I missed out, now it's $20. Yeah. So, um, either way... Yeah. So I'm going through it. Just started chapter two. Deadly so premonition. now I'm starting the investigation part. So Deadly Premonition Origins. It's probably the furthest I've been along. So let's this is on Switch. One. Yeah, the Origins one is only on Switch, or did it come to some other thing? It's only on Switch. Only right on now. Switch. Yeah. Well, that's what I got it for at least. Because the sequel's coming on Switch as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Exclusive. I think I th- they wouldn't clarify. All they said is right now they're only concentrating on that one platform, so okay. it could be timed. So. That's what it sounds like when they say concentrating on one platform. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Basically, Swery came out like, that's all yeah, we have to announce right now at this point. Right. Because so, some people are like, well, was it coming on other stuff? Um, outside of that, it did start up a Star Ocean, First Departure R. Um, I, I played maybe about an hour of it. This is the PSP upscale. Mm-hmm. PSP uh-huh. port to... Switch and PS4, right? Only those two? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, not PC. Um, playing on PS4. Uh, I like it. It's pretty good. It's uh, the only gets weird on the animation parts because you can definitely tell it's uh, auto scaling, so it looks kind of weird <laughs> on the opening movie. You're I'll like, s- okay, this is a PSP FMV playing yeah. on my console now. But outside of that, it it looks and functions well. So I was able to put about an hour to it, and it's, um, the thing I love about that game is like you have to pay attention to the details. So like, there's there's certain parts where you think some items are insignificant, like uh, there's an Arcana you ran, you randomly find on the ground. If you don't pick it up, you can't recruit characters later on. Whoa! So it'll lock you out, and you're done for the game. You can't I'm get that scared person. Of, I'm scared of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that was the whole thing because you got to remember when the, the the guy created Star Ocean created uh, he started the Tales of franchise and did Tales of Fantasia, and, okay. and um, when he left and he wanted to evolve the game, this is what he did. So I mean, he followed that same battle format, but. Uh, he made uh, like advances in the story, so we have multiple endings and multiple you, characters. And you played it. these on PSP, right? 
I played the original on SNES emulator translated, <laughs> like 99, when I was in my Big Tails kick. SNES um, 9X? Yeah. You were using 9X? Uh, and then I did play it on PSP when it came out, eventually, when we got our official version. Gotcha. So, I, um, I still remember buying a used copy of Star Ocean Second Story used from uh, Funko Land. Back in the day? Yeah. Because that was the first US one, right? We did not get that Super Nintendo one ever? We did not, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that was the one that had like a, what was it, 80 or 90 innings or something like that. Because you, you can have a party of like up to 10 people. It's fucking crazy. Different combinations give you different innings, so. I was uh, looking to see if Star Ocean was on Steam. Did no. you guys get anything from the, uh, no, it's just the last hope. Yeah. Did you guys get anything from the Steam sale? Negative. At least I didn't. I don't know. I'm still I'm subscribed to some, that Humble Bundle. That's pretty much all I usually buy from Steam. Because every time I massive amounts of games. Usually when I look through Steam, I'm like, eh. I did get the Wild the Witcher uh, Game of the Year edition through Steam for fifteen. I think that's the only thing I picked up so far. Yeah, yeah, I, not, just nothing having else. on every platform. Outside of that, I did put some more time in the your uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So, where are you at on that? Slowly going through it. Uh, I just went back to the Zepho planet to f- explore the second tomb. That's mm-hmm. it. So I already got past the, the Wookiee planet where I met Saul. You're a little bit ahead of me. I'm sure it'll come up in uh, Game of the Year discussions. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up from that red box. I think you did too. <laughs> I picked up uh, Death Stranding from them. You got Death Stranding from them. I've already... I, I got Fallen Order and went all the way through it, so... I guess that's news. Uh, Redbox is no longer renting games out, yeah, so they had a there. massive clearance mm-hmm. on their titles that are in there. I remember people you were can find them. tagging Gamefly on Twitter, like, what do you say about this? <laughs> and then in the tweets. They ever say anything? They ever respond I, to it? I never checked back. I just thought, you know, people were being funny. I just now, maybe I killed it, I just now took advantage of that. Like, mm. I, I rented two games for Redbox this year just to try out and put, like, four or five hours at each one. Like, all right, I got my $3 worth. I killed it. They started to... Yeah. They pulled Follow the plug fault. right after that. Damn uh, it. Your fault. The, the selection was always weird and varied between kiosks, so... It was. But it was that was the crapshoot of like, all right, I won't get this if it's not there. Like, yeah. my, my whole dependency on playing that game was not hung up on the red box. It was an impulse type. As always, every time I check, it was always a fucking copy of Lego Universe in there. And I was like, I don't want that. They have mm. Kingdom Hearts 3 at every single one I go to on both platforms. It's like, please play Kingdom Hearts 3. I think it's $10 right now. <laughs> If y'all need a copy for a secondary platform. I'm good. Like, I have it on both, so. <laughs> Cesar, is that all your games played? Nope. It's, um, He's rolling on. Finished up, uh, well, I keep coming back to Control, so I threw it back in there and started doing side missions in there. Okay. So, um, It does let you resume, because I know you beat the mm, game last time. Yeah, I beat it already. It lets you go back and resume? It does. Okay. Yeah, the because you have counterboard measures, which is kind of like um, unique skills you do in combat base so mm-hmm. like you have to kill this certain type of enemy in a certain location this certain way uh and then you have uh side missions which usually uh deals with objects of power uh like the one i'm on right now is some kind of refrigerator where this guy cannot stop staring at it so you end up finding him he's been there for a day staring at it and if he doesn't if he stop, apparently it moves when you stop staring at it oh, so shit. So she goes in there and finally to help him out, and he gets sucked into the fridge. And so you, you go in there and you're sucked into the fridge, and it's like this giant boss battle. So, awesome. Yeah. So that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. I love it. Yeah, I keep going back in there because every time I throw in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I just I keep popping in control, and jumping back in that world. So the ending was very satisfying uh, outside of the the cheapness towards the end. But I remember you mentioned that. Yeah, I'll talk more about that later. Um, that's pretty much. I mean, I didn't play that much this week, so. 
Not played a ton either. I'll go next. Go we'll, for Michael, it. we'll let you wrap you. We'll let you wrap it up. Uh, I kickstarted this game and got it on Switch, which apparently it was broken when it first came out, and I have yet to open it. So I'll probably not do so out of protest. But uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I was messing around with. Um, I realized I didn't have on my laptop. I did not have Game Pass PC beta installed. So I installed that and was just kind of scrolling through like randomly the games that are available in it. And saw Bloodstain. I was like, well, let's give Bloodstain a shot. Mm-hmm. So installed that. It, it took a while. It's well, it's only like five gigs, but it, it crawled for a little while. Uh, Cesar, you have the same laptop as I do. It plays perfectly on there. I think I have it on. I think I have it on medium settings, except for a couple of things. And uh, perfect frame rate, no issues. Uh, it's one of those. Bloodstained is a is is one of those games. They they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they set out to do. So I'm probably an hour into that. Um, my kids were watching me play, and they were they were pretty intrigued by all the different monsters and, and things like that. It controls really well. It does. I don't know if that was surprising or I'm using the little. Um, I think y'all have seen it laying around here. The Hyperkin. It's a smaller Xbox One controller, mm-hmm. but it's got it's basically like a dedicated D pad with the little you know little thumbsticks on it. But I was using that D pad was great. Um, don't know how much farther I'll go into this, or if I'll wait for the Switch one to be fully patched. I think it's I think the the most stable patch is out, so I may I may pick that one back up as being a portable, or I may just fire up Symphony of the Night. It's like everything's trying to recreate that Symphony of the Night magic, and that's still a good ass game. And I have access to it on what like five systems now at this point. And I saw that Ego was in the that <laughs> his giant, night in his, his uh, giant top bomb 10. list. Ega did a giant bomb top. I think his was top five games of the year. And Symphony of the Night was on his list, and fucking Bloodstain was his number one game. His uh, his game, the PS4 release. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's like, uh, I guess you can tell. I've only had time to play one game this year, basically. (laughs) I guess he's troubleshooting his game. But Bloodstain, it's it's good. It's one of those. Good controls, good graphics, good music. I think I will get more play out of the soundtrack than the game. Hey, they set out what they wanted to do. Look at Mighty Number no. Nine. So right, this is way better performing and everything than that. Yeah, and I got way further into it than Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, the oldest daughter and I fired up Super Mario 3D World yesterday. Uh, her younger sister was sick, and she wanted to play some games. And that's one that we've been. Uh, so they love Super Mario 3D Land. It's one of their favorite games. They have a 3DS that I guess they think that that's all it plays is Super mm-hmm. Mario 3D Land. We've I, well, we popped into Ten Dogs, and it was somebody else's dog, and I went, I didn't research like how to clear that save file. It's not very intuitive, so uh, we didn't get very far. And Ten Dogs kind of sucks. <laughs> like when I tried to show it to him, I was like, "This game's gonna be a lot of fun. They're gonna like take care and care of the dog." This was several weeks ago. They're gonna like taking care of the dog. It's fun to interact with. There's not a lot to do in that game. Like no. they sold a shit ton of those. What do you do? Like what is the main purpose? I, I Did you get know. into it? Mm. God, they sold a shit ton of Nintendo dogs. I may own a copy, and plus the, the other Nintendo two dogs versions, plus cats, <laughs> the 3DS one. Yeah, but um, part because it was cheap at some point. I don't think I ever actually fired it in that console. If you look at my games play, it's still eShop and uh, system settings. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. Nintendo dogs is not that great, but they think the 3DS is a dedicated Super Mario 3D Land. You have to break that logic. Thinking. No, it, it's it's a dedicated. They say, "Can I play the Mario game?" They go get the, the 3DS. They know they know it's in there. So she's actually pretty good at all the mechanics of it. And I have wanted to play Super Mario 3D World for quite some time. The missus and I played it when it first came out. And we 
we did not mesh with the co-op uh, orientation of the of the game. I'm not sure what it was, but it just it did not go well. We played Rayman together just fine. We played Donkey Kong Country together just fine. Super Mario 3D World did not go well. I don't know if one of us wants to collect more than the other or what, but it was not a fun experience. <laughs> There's a lot of shouting and screaming. But uh, the daughter and I fired it up, and she's totally digging this game. It's it's her cup of tea, and she gets to play as Princess Peach, which is the ultimate. Mm -hmm. That is the ultimate achievement. You can play as Rosalina uh, later on too. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, we're both playing on pro controllers. Um, it's funny the game defaults to the player one is like the gamepad by default, so you just don't do player one, and then we're like player two and three. It's kind of weird like that. We did notice too. So we fired up a game save on one profile. I let her make a me in a profile. And there was no... I didn't know this about the Wii U. This may be common knowledge. It may be some stupid Wii U lore. But my save profile from years ago was not on there. It's tied to the account. Like you can't... Like if you had a me on there, we fired up your me and then jumped into Super Mario 3D or Mario 3D World. We would have to... If we wanted to go to my save, we have to like start my user. Does this make any sense, or am I too far in the weeds? So that save profile wasn't on there. So then we fired up my my me the next go around, and it was on there. So they're tied to the me's, which I I didn't remember being a thing. Yeah, Wii like, U was weird going back to. There's some funkiness to it. There definitely is that. Like Hulu works, but Amazon it's not even Amazon Prime Video. It's like Amazon Instant Video Services or something. It's it's locked in a certain era for sure. Yeah, there's some things that don't work anymore. I kind of want to see if Netflix works on it. Because they just pulled Netflix support on Wii like within the past year or two, wasn't it? I would yeah. figure it would be. They just did it. It I, might be. I had again. some friends that use their Wii as a dedicated Netflix machine. It so, was for so long. Yeah. Because you had to, you could just stream to it. You didn't have to have the disc like on a PS3. Does anybody still have the PS3 disc somewhere? I do. I had one at one point. I have a Wii disc. You have a Wii disc? You had to use the Wii disc at one point? Uh, I didn't use it, but I had one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw my, my Netflix PS3 disc. God bless Netflix. How far that's come. Like, tell kids today you used to have to order the disc through the mail and it came to you in the mail. Yeah, think, think about that concept. Blow their little minds. Yeah, as we're going to go over the games of the decade stuff. But uh, we got um, we got midway through World 2, and we're playing it We're playing it pretty well. She gets ahead sometimes. Like, her one of her other favorite games is Crash Bandicoot, so it's like she just wants to keep going forward. Like, that's her, you know, she knows what to do as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But she loves playing as the princess. Uh, when she gets in trouble, which isn't often, she jumps in the bubble and just follows along like where I'm going. I'm playing as Luigi, of course. Um, she loves the cat suit. The cat suit's pretty hilarious. This is a good-ass game. It's up there with... Uh, I'm enjoying it more than I did Odyssey. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, we'll get a remaster at some Me point. Too. Michael brought that up either last week or two weeks ago. He keeps uh, throwing think, it out there. So now we, that we've played We it, keep talking about this. Oh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is also needed. Yep. Every episode. You're doing your plug. Gotta, gotta mention it. Yeah, we keep throwing that stuff out there and it's gonna happen. But uh, she actually wore me out yesterday. Like, we played... We're going at a very slow place, pace and we're playing every level. We're trying to find the stars. If we get to the end and we didn't find the stars, we just keep going. It's not a big deal. Mm. She likes the toad houses and, you know, the random extra things that'll pop up, the little side things. Uh, we're trying to get the stamps when we can. We ran into a game over... I don't know if this is a... I remember this with the Donkey Kong Country games, but there's a there's a level in the first world where you're playing as Plessy, the little uh, dinosaur thing. Yep. And it plays the... That banjo theme from Super Mario 64 mm -hmm. where you're sliding. It plays the remix of that music. But every time you die on that thing, and we died a lot, it's two lives. 
So both of your people were losing lives. So we had, mm. you know, we'd built up like 25 or so. And by the time we beat that level, we were down to two or three. Mm. So we're getting, even though it doesn't charge you for a game over, like what is the point in even having that? It wiped out all of our stock of, of main lives doing that. I want to say there's a, uh, well, it's not really a glitch so much. It, it, it's an exploit where you can get infinite lives on one of the, one of the levels on the, in the second area. Where we're at, the desert land? I think so. It's I may look that thing. up and do it just so we have it, and then we don't have to mess yeah, with it. It's one of those situations anymore. where you get a shell in between two small walls. Oh, okay. And you just bounce on it, and you just sit it, let it sit there for a few minutes. The and classic you, Mario you, thing. Yeah. I'm going to look that up, Michael. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. That way we just have them stored up, and we can add it to the save file, mm-hmm. and then we're done. And we I think once you max out, you uh, don't have a hat or something like that. Really? Yeah. I mean, as soon as you lose one, though, that'll then, be then you get your hat. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It hasn't been like it hasn't broken the game for us. But there's been a couple times throughout a level where she'll die and we don't have anybody extra, and she's like, "Bring me back, bring me back." I'm like, "There's, you know, look up there. There's a zero. There's nothing there." Mm-hmm. Um, she likes having the cat suit in reserve. Like, we'll keep that as an extra item, and then if no matter who has it or who needs it, I'll make sure that she gets the bell. Like, all right, let's use the bell. You'll have the cat suit. And yeah. She'll have the cat suit for 10 seconds or whatever it is. She actually beat the very first ball, uh, Bowser battle. He gets in a car and it's, you know, it's Crash Bandicoot. He's moving away from you. And we both had cat suits. He killed us the first time. He, he got us. But the second time I made sure we had cat suits. So we're like running after the car and you have to kick the little soccer ball bombs back to him. And she actually, she took out Bowser on that one. So... And she got the crown. I usually get the crown at the end of the level, and she screams out, no! So uh, I was. Uh, she got the crown a couple times, and then, because it, it, it's a whole thing, you know, at the end of the level, it, like, adds up how many points you got, and she watches it, and then when she sees that she got it, she's like, yeah! <laughs> it's a big deal. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't do a whole lot. I kind of carried you through it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You, you can have the crown. It's okay. <laughs> now we have a good time with it. I, and uh, like I said, she wore me out. Like we played it like three and a half hours yesterday. She was, well, Daddy, let's go get snacks. Let's go get drinks. And we would go down. We would refuel and come back up. It was like I was seven again and playing games, like trying to pull all nighter. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, this is the year, and we'll go into it with uh, Game of the Year stuff. But this is the year my kids really got into games, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been one of my fondest moments of the year. That is all my games played from this week. Huzzah! Michael, you may wrap us up with your series of trialogies that you played. I'm gonna, I don't. None of these are in a trilogy, to my knowledge. I see <laughs> Killzone trilogy here. I see Crash Bandicoot PS1 trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it's list you're looking. It's not these. I don't know what list you're looking at. So, now I'm a rapid fire, so we can get started on this other thing. Shoot. Uh, so, it's been like the detective week. It seems like the puzzle solving week. So, um, thanks to friend of the show Edwin, I started up AI the Somnium Files on Switch. I keep seeing that go on sale. I'm like, what is this? It is a is is same same people as the non games. Okay. So, uh, you are a detective and you have this AI eyeball. There's uh, aptly named Iba A I B A like eyeball kind that of. Works. But, uh, so with her, you go around and there's like a there's a murder and you're trying to figure out what's exactly going on. Um, you have to go back to the crime scene. You have to find out you know who who reported the murder because it was anonymous. You talk to that person. Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of game. It is very funny though. It has a lot of good humor in it. Awesome. Um, I'll have to show you one bit later. I'm not going to mention it on here because it's it's pretty good though. I want to uh, see it because I don't. I've never played one of those games. It is. I'm it, curious it is. About it. it is one of the better anime sort of visual novel detective games at least recently that i played so you're playing this on switch yes is it available anywhere else? i don't know but i'm playing it on switch so 
Uh, I'm down. I'm down with it though. Uh, every time I play it, I play it for like two hours. Cool. Which is uh, says a lot about it because right, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get bored. Uh, my other detective game, uh, Black Sad Under the Skin, got for Xbox One. I've never heard of this. Uh, I see you're looking it up now. This is a world of animals. If you can imagine a Telltale game that's not made by Telltale. Okay. So this is a world of animals. You play as uh, John Blacksad, which is a detective cat. Okay. But he's he, they have humanoid bodies, but he has like a he has like a cat head, and he has like a it's very sort I of a noir. It's like a it's like a noir detective story. And again, there's somebody that got murdered and. You're just following the breadcrumbs, try to pick it up. It plays you exactly just, like a Telltale game. You just described the plot of Halo ODST. There you go. <laughs> Cat head and all. All right, I looked up AI Somnium. I'm looking at the wrong game. But that is out on Windows, uh, PS4, and Switch. There you go. What is this one called? Black Sad? Black Sad Under the Skin. And it's based off of some Spanish comics. Oh. But, um... Kind of like the asterisk and obelisk. Except for not the Spanish, but yeah. But uh, the fun thing about this one, though, at the beginning, they don't go out and say it because it's such a Telltale-esque game. They're like, this game controls similar to other games like this. Do you need to look at the tutorial? Right. And you can just go, no. And then you move it on, so. What the hell am I looking at? <laughs> He's a cat man. Okay. But he has a very gruff voice. It's very Detective Noir-esque. I've seen a lot of movies. From the back, he kind of like looks like Batman. I see that. <laughs> Is everyone a, a creature of some everyone sort? Everyone is a yeah, like uh, everyone is is a some sort of anthropomorphic animal. Black sad under the skin. And really, the the animal aspects of it don't really contribute to the story. They just happen to be animals. They it's could be people, and it would be the exact same. Oh, well, it's a unique art style. Yeah, like it kind of reminds me of Wolf Among Us a little bit, to be honest. Like <laughs> it's like a German Shepherd. Yep, with glasses. Yeah, he's, he's a security <laughs> agent, I believe. So. That's fitting. This it's, art style is great. It's enjoyable though. It's it's a lot smoother and more technically sound than uh, any Telltale game I think I've played, just because uh, it's a different that's engine. Not hard to yeah. 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 So I'm, who made this one? I don't know actually. I mean, you can look it up. I'm on its page. This is by Pendulo Studios and published by Microids. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know what made me land on this. I just I I. Detective games tend to be on my radar in general, so right. I'm, I'm in. So I'll probably play through this and uh, the uh, Somnium files. I'll probably finish them both. They're both intriguing enough. Uh, and last, this is uh, something that was uh, just a, a game I've been wanting to get, but it was uh, cheap on the eShop, so I picked it up, and that's Baba Is You, mm. uh, which I, I'm sure you've probably heard of. It's uh, got a lot of buzz. I know uh, Mark McDonald on A4 talks about it a lot. So Okay. Um, this is essentially a puzzle game where you have to you're given a you're like a little sheep most of the time and that's baba and there's like words on the screen that'll be like baba is you wall is stop and flag is win okay and you have to move these words around most of the time to uh make a scenario in which case you can win to complete the to complete the puzzle so like one like the flag is completely encased in this uh wall and you have to make you uh, the wall is you. The and wall is you. So at that so point you can con- you can control the wall, and then you can touch the flag. Yeah, stuff like that. And there's one like where you have to push a, like you have to get across some lava. But you have a, like a little block you can push. So you have mm-hmm. to switch the block to push for lava to push. So you don't drown in lava. You just push lava out of the way. 
Sounds like nonstop logic puzzles. Is, but you're it, digging it. It is a super logic puzzles, yeah, and it's uh, it makes you feel real dumb and real smart at the same time. So, mm. uh, real it makes you feel real smart when you finish something you've been stuck on. So, right. It sounds like one that I would put down and like come back the next day, and then it just dawns on me. It is a perfect portable game. It needs to be on a. I don't know if it's on phones, but it's definitely something you get for Switch or or, or, or portable device. Gotcha. Because I, I do three or four puzzles and I stop, but yeah, it's enjoyable. And that is it for me. That's it. A game is played. I mean, I played a few other things, but nothing serious. Did you do any more tests on that monitor that you were uh, negative dabbling around with? I did not. I like monitor tests. Yeah, I mean, I, I got the idea of what I was going to uh, do. With it, so, uh, let's take a quick break. We're at thirty-seven minutes, and we'll come back and do our games of the decade and game of the year twenty nineteen. Let's do it. Yay! And we're back. You probably didn't miss a beat. Hopefully. I, I gotta know, blow I, my nose. I know I didn't. You won't hear me sniffling the whole rest of the time, maybe? Sometimes. Probably not. Mm. Alright, we're gonna do our, our games of the decade. So what what defines these games to you guys? What is this list? They were in the decade. They were in the decade. That was starting the key in two thousand ten. Bit of it. Twenty ten. Mine was anything memorable in that year that I could sit there and play through. Yeah. So Yes. So did all of us go to Wikipedia and like comb through everything? Oh my god. Yeah. And it was fucking <laughs> every release. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. So I wrote down a bunch of stuff and then just like, mm, well, it doesn't beat that until I got down to two each. So that's what I did personally. These were pretty, as I, as I was going through these and there were several console transitions in the last decade. So that was a, that was a defining bit. It was fun to see these long lists of, uh, you'd have like a console launch. So you'd see 12 straight games of some certain console. Yep. But it was, um, what were you going to say? Something? My favorite one was 2014 with Bayonetta 2, and then I saw uh, Devil's Third in there. That's a real wrote, hard choice. I almost wrote down Devil's Third. I looked at it and I laughed. I was like, eee. Because Michael likes to bring up Devil's Third every once Mine's, in a while. My Devil's Third still sealed. <laughs> Mine is too. <laughs> I played mine, so. Nope, hey, we're going know. down. We're going down with it. <laughs> oh, man. But it was, um, as I looked over this, like, I could remember... 10 years is a big span of time for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. I could I could chart like where my life was going through these different it, it was there were some tough moments in looking through these years. I don't know about y'all, but I like yeah. I know where I was at. There's one year that I'm going to bring up like I just had a kid. I didn't I didn't play that many games. I didn't have time mm -hmm. to play games. And the games I played was with a friend who also had a baby and brought his PlayStation over, and we were just able to, like, check out and have our kids sleep on the couch. Okay, and, whatever the situation yeah. is, that that's what's going to, you know, that, that's, that's what makes you remember these things. So. But I was as I was going through these, there were some defining, like, okay, I, I wasn't with anybody. I was single. I was newly single. Mm. Uh, I met my wife in this era. We were playing these types of games. Mm. I had kids. I hope you don't expect that out of me because I don't remember what happened five minutes ago. <laughs> You know. It was, um, well, I've said it before, but it, there were some tough, like, as I'm going through, like, yeah. I remember these times. I remember mm -hmm. what I was doing, where I was at. Different phases of your life. Yeah. yeah. I remember where I bought certain games, like, um, the, the Vita launch lineup is included in this, in this decade, in this, in this year. So I'm like, yeah, man, I remember pouring over this, uh, Cesar Druggist to the, the Vita event down, downtown and like, I didn't really have any interest in it. And I played Little Deviants and I was messing with that back touch screen and like, that was it. I was you were in. in. I was in. Yep. And we played uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss at that at that event. The, whatever, was, that house or barn that was on fire. I just can't remember that part. We did that on, uh, mm. they had the 3D TV set up there that you yeah. could try out. And, uh, 
That was cool, man. Like I, I probably never would have gone to that event if Cesar hadn't. We found need more it. of those events. It was in the the Sony stores that they all closed down. I thought they rented like some random place. Yeah, that's what Nintendo did. They rented a like a because there was nothing else in there. Like a, is it Atlanta, I, th- I thought it was just like a little Atlantic Station. Don't it's been what eight years, nine years. It's, it's been part, a long time. Maybe pulled up on my Gmail account. Russell met us down there. Russell was in college at the time. He was at Kennesaw, so he was kind of close to it. Pull up your Gmail account for your. Uh, it may still be in there. The Vita Hill Social Club is what they called it. They were giving us Vita cocoa water. Remember that? <laughs> that was the tie-in. But uh, it's just some some interesting timestamps along along this along this period. So I hope we all get to reflect on on certain things like that. Uh, who wants to start us off in 2010? Mm, I can. Why Go not? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. Hold on. Before we start. Hold on. Stop the presses. Yep, still have an email. I'm already sniffling. Oh, the Vita Hill team, February 15th, 2012. Hey. It's only a few days, and you booked it for us. Yep. That was a cool-ass event. No interest. And then all of a sudden, I had a pre-order at Target and three games (laughs) pre-ordered. They did their job, right? Yep. They worked. And I was, well, my partner at work. We were the only two to get them. Mm, I didn't get a Vita day one, but I got one shortly after. Like, I I don't ever wait that long before I get something after it comes out. I'm, I'm usually... Oh, I was in. The only thing I get every time day one, no matter what, is going to be a Nintendo console usually. So, if a new one, like if it's a revision, I may wait. So, yeah. All right, 2010. That's the start of the Here decade. Here we go. Go, Michael. Uh, going through this list, this was a this was a heavy list, and um, I'm gonna do runner up then then best. Okay. So uh, my runner up for that one's gonna be Dragon Quest Nine, which is my most played DS game as far as hours goes. It's not system settings. Nope. It is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Animal Crossing actually, but. Okay. The Dragon Quest Nine's up. It's it's up there. Uh, system setting is up there as well. You there. did the map trading and all that stuff. Uh, no, I didn't really do any of that. Uh, it was just a long ass game, and it's a good game to play with people. I only had uh, one other guy that played with me, um, who actually lives in not in this state. I don't remember exactly okay. what state he lives in now. Right. But yeah, we played this a good bit. Um, this is this was your two thousand nine one. This two thousand ten. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's that's my runner-up. Oh, God, so, we have to include 2009 Scramble. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. Scramble. No, 2009 is easy. It's Uncharted 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay we we'll can start with 2009. Yeah, we can all agree <laughs> with that. So. Definitely Uncharted 2, for sure. We can sure. all agree with that. So, uh, But my number one for uh, 2010 has got to be Mass Effect 2. Okay. So uh, this is coming off, you know, the one of the best games. Mass Effect 1 was just blew me away, and Mass Effect 2 was just the perfect version of the same thing but with a much more compelling story and more compelling characters and just it just kept going and uh i played this game all the way through several times just to try to get the best ending and i got it you know and uh, i have a sneaking feeling that might be your 2010 title. i'm also gonna piggyback there on we that. go <laughs> I, figured, I figured that'd be a good segue and my, oh by the way we haven't seen each other's list yeah. we don't know nope. what each other has so i'm not i didn't do an alternate i just did i the way i did is i just looked at the game i played the most yep. and what left the the most reminiscent that defined that year for me, and then 2010 was Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2. 2. Yeah, just the storytelling, the way that they uh, start out the game, and I mentioned this before, how they uh, kind of destroyed the gameplay from the first one, rebuilt mm-hmm. it, and it's done through the story. It's done very well. The pacing's excellent. Agreed. Uh, it's got a great villain in there. Um, it hits it off pretty well all through there. Um, even the side missions were very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and you played on PS3, right? So you did the digital comic thing in the beginning to do your decisions and all that? Mm-hmm. You could do it on 360 as well. Oh, mm-hmm. you could? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, 
yeah, and, and nailed it all in the head on that. That was a really, really good game. I remember just sitting there glued to it. Uh, it glued me in there more so than the first one did. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I think the gameplay one left me disjointed in the first one. Um, story was good in the first one, but it just something with I didn't want to invest in the gameplay in that time. So I can agree with that. And I also got to Peggy back off. You said the side quest is like actively wanting to do every side quest because they were interesting. Yeah, I've heard that about. And it. also the the planet scanning was way better. Yeah, uh, way quicker too. Yeah, yeah. you have to jump around on the Mako thing. No. Oh yeah, and usually, you scanned it from space, so. Yeah, I, I didn't mind. It's like a, it was like a whole different game. You're sitting there mining uh-huh. first stuff on there, and you, you got addicted for you just going around scanning shit on the planet, and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" It has uh-huh. nothing to do with the game. I so. need more Aurelium or whatever yeah. the shit's called. There's always one element that I'm like, "Fuck, I don't have enough of this." And I always remember uh, Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite shot from the Citadel. Uh, yeah. Every time you walk in there, you just record it, and yep. it just randomly plays it ahead. Yeah. This is my favorite shop on the Citadel. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Every time? You get a discount, but you can do it on every shop. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that. Like, you just tell them? <laughs> yeah. 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 My just, name's Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite shop in the Citadel. It's just it's like, just, you know how when you go in the GameStop, and it's like, well, you're being recorded. <laughs> it's like that. As soon as you walk in, it's like, this is Commander Shepard. This is my first shop in the Citadel. It just randomly just plays it overhead at certain various points in the game. I just laugh every time, because I'm like, every store I was going to had it on there. And, so. and this game's DLC, uh, I know not all of it came out in 2010, but it has to be mentioned, some of the best DLC that exist in video games, I would mm-hmm. say. So. That was their home run, huh? Before mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3. What about you, sir, 2010? Uh, my game for 2010 is not Mass Effect 2. It is Heavy Rain on the PlayStation 3. Also a good one. Uh, Russell and I, I, I think I bought him that PS3 for Christmas, maybe the year before. Uh, he's in college. We're in his, I think he had an apartment at the time. He was never in a dorm. And we did. I didn't keep up with games as much. Like I was out of, I was out of games after I left retail for a little bit. Just it just wasn't a priority. I had so many other things going on. And when it's not your life, like living and breathing it in retail, well, I can't say that now because I live and breathe it now. But I there was a period where I just got away from games for a while, and it kind of yeah. snuck up. Like the demo was on the PlayStation, so we we decided to download the demo and see what it was like. And it the game had come out within the past like week or two. And um, we played the demo, and it leaves on a cliffhanger. Like, I don't remember exactly what the demo was. It was like, we got to keep playing this game. Yeah, exactly. And the target near him at his school was a 24-hour target. And I, at, how old am I, 20-something at that point, uh, with a target, a fresh target credit card, Mm. I go out there, and we buy Heavy Rain right then and there and take it back to his apartment and play through the entirety of Heavy Rain. Well, we woke up the next morning to finish it. But that one, like, taking in that whole story at one time, and I think we got the good ending. Like, I know there's branching paths and all this kind of stuff, but, like, that is our story you for Heavy Rain. just couldn't absorb it enough. Yeah, I don't know that I can play Heavy Rain again because that was, like, that was our story. That's how that game plays out to me. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think I can go back and do another experience of that. Yeah. Like, it's had a remaster or, you know, they ported it to PS4. It's on Epic Game Store now. And I, I look at it and I have, like, these intense feelings for Heavy Rain and I just, that Heavy Rain... The script, the experience, everything—that's ours on PS3 for that for that two days while he's in college. It's a memorable yeah. experience. God, that was yeah. an awesome, the one awesome of, experience. Don't want to tarnish what you enjoyed. So it was incredible, man. Yeah. He had a little 720p sharp LCD. You know, hey, that's the shit, right we, there. We were just getting into <laughs> HD TVs. Aquas. Yeah. It wasn't Aquas. Yeah. Yep. And we played through Heavy Rain, man, and and you know hitting the buttons, all the QTEs you had to do, and trying not to kill Ethan the whole time, and. Just it's awesome. Good shit. I, I could go on and on. We, we, we all love heavy rain, so mm-hmm. we'll definitely end on that one. Twenty eleven, Michael, get us around there. Twenty eleven, uh, honorable mention, real quick, is going to be Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. 
The only reason I really bring this up, and uh, you guys have made fun of me in the past, I don't really get emotional and stuff. This game brought a tear to my eye, I'm not going to lie. That's key. That's, That's important. I remember this. Uh, there's only three games I can think of to do that, and this is one of them. So, uh, Since Preston you mentioned Layton, that, we've officially made that your 2019 game of the year. Yep. Since it brought emotion to it. It's that, mag- <laughs> it's that Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, best Professor Layton game. Um, that's on 3DS. So, uh, 2011 uh, game for me, uh, which I got addicted to even recently, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I really want to rematch this. It's going to be Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Ah. So, okay. I, I know it's under underappreciated, I feel, as a Zelda game. And it does start off very slow, and the controls are... Uh, there's a learning curve. Uh, but once you get into it, it's one of the best Zelda stories, uh, best art style to me. Uh, I love how the entire game is practically a dungeon. It doesn't just have a big open world that's empty for no reason. Yep. Even traveling around. Traversal just, has a purpose. Exactly. So, um, it's definitely pushing that uh, Wii to its limits, so... Uh, I would love to get that remaster, or you can play it on Dolphin and HD. So I know everybody ever looked at that; it's amazing looking. So I mentioned this not too long ago, but I fired it up on that plasma when I got that plasma. And it just I'm I'm trying to find the best way to play that game, and it's just not it's not yeah, there, man. I'm it, telling you, it's a, this uh, one for sure needs a remaster. Even if they keep the controls, you have to whatever. play it on an older TV where it's a little blurrier. Yeah. And that, I mean, smooths it out. It smooths it out. But yeah. even even at that point, like. Look at some YouTube videos of people playing it at 1080p on a dolphin emulator, and I'm like, oh my god, gorgeous! What, what could be, yeah. you know? So, and uh, yeah, that's it for me on 2011. So that's how you're out. Mine was easy. I've talked about this before. It is still one of my favorite games. It's up there. It's in my top three, maybe not top one. It's going to be Air Tenelico three. Ah. Yeah, Kuaga. Uh, uh, this is for PS3. PS3. I think um, you mentioned this when I asked mm-hmm. what y'all's favorite game was. You told me that. So. Huh. This one I enjoyed a lot. It caught me by surprise. I have pre- bought, previously bought the other two Air Tenelicos. I never played them. Uh, for whatever reason, I popped this in on one day on PS3 and I was glued. I sat there throughout the whole weekend and beat it. I actually put like 90 hours into it. got multiple endings. Damn. Um, Ooh, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, outside of that, I, I did enjoy the battle system. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I enjoyed the most was the relationships in the, the game where the main character and the it's one of those ones where he had uh, multiple female uh, party members, but they all happened to do songs uh, and sing in there based off of a made-up language in the game, mm-hmm. and the songs were fantastic. Uh, so outside of that, just the connections that that character had with all the characters on there and how you can expand upon it by doing like these uh, mind dives and going into their minds and, and going in and learning their innermost secrets. A lot of it was like fears and hopes, and it's it, even though it can sound naughty based off what i said on there but it's actually <laughs> pretty deep so um that <laughs> sounds was, naughty yeah but yeah that that is definitely my 2011 game uh i have to mention an honorable mention for this one i skipped 2010s uh i had to wait for this game it came out before christmas but it's one that i was about to have a mother-in-law and she wanted to know what video game i wanted and mm-hmm. i was at the point where i bought almost any game i wanted but i for some reason had not bought skyrim yet Mm. And I asked for Skyrim for Christmas, and I had to wait until Christmas for Skyrim. Skyrim was some good shit. And it took up a lot of my time, but that, mm-hmm. you know, I would have started playing December 25th and on. Yeah. And I played on PS3 and never had all the game-breaking weird shit that people had. Happen. No, I think we blow that stuff out of proportion. But my main game of the year that year was Super Mario 3D Land on <laughs> Nintendo 3DS. That, I was waiting for You're the... You're a known champion of this game. Yeah, I am, really, and it is my favorite... Yes, it is my favorite 3D Mario. I think it is the best one. I put it above 3D World. I put it above 64. I put it above Odyssey. I put it above Galaxy. Everyone's got their own. Sunshine. I love this fucking game. It did 
it sold the 3D. Like I liked 3D. You know, whatever. I'm gonna play with it. It, you know, it's mm-hmm. a Nintendo console. It's definitely this one was of the a best fucking 3D. The game. best uses of 3D. At the Some of the, yeah. the rooms you would go into where the puzzles would rotate, and you had to like find shadows behind it. And I it love just... when you had to fall. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like you're looking into the abyss. There was the box present thing. Um, the propeller hat suit yep. that you could do. Well, it wasn't a suit yet. That was on New Super Mario Brothers. But it was like a box that you fit into, and you could swirl with that. And the depth, the level of scale, and the it, the 3D is just freaking gorgeous. Well, it's a bright game, game which helps. I love that game. Because I think bright works better with 3D on that 3D. It brought back so. the tail. Like, the tail had not come back in, oh, in many tail, years. Yeah. The Tanuki mm. tail. I have a statue from this love game, this actually. Game. I love this game. And mm. I'm so glad... I mentioned earlier in the podcast, my kids play this one. Yeah. I'm so glad they're they're digging it, and I'm 3D World's growing on me. I, I can't wait to see where that one goes, but that's definitely my 2011. I can echo that. 3D Land was one of the very few games I, th- I sat there and beat it in one play. You couldn't put yeah. it down. There was I no think if I look at, point. If I think I looked at my games played for that one or and my 3DS. It's, it was like I think I played it twice or something like that, three times, and I beat it in that 10 hours. I did the. There's some kind of glitch in that to get unlimited lives too. Yeah. I know. Well, the yeah, do- pretty the much. Pretty much every Mario game of that generation has that same sort of exploit. The daughters have depleted my 999 lives. I, that, <laughs> I think yeah. they've game overed it a couple of times. But uh, that's. I'm not a completionist in games. That is the one I got all the stars on. I found everything in that one. Nice. Super Mario 3D Land. 2012. Michael, take us into 2012. 2012? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm, 2012. I'm, the year of 2012. Uh, quick honorable mention. I haven't. I haven't even finished this game, but I liked. I loved it so much, and I played a lot with Xenoblade Chronicles. Ah. And I'm so glad we're getting that remaster. So I saw it on there. That's gonna be the time. I saw it on there, dude. I played it. I bought it day one. I was so excited for those Operation Rainfall game. I almost put it on my list. Mm-hmm. Just I got the, I was so into it. Yeah, Operation Rainfall was a huge thing. Yeah. I got that little cardboard box thing they sent out in there. Anywho, uh, I'm kind of trying to keep away from remasters on this list, but I had to do this one because there's so much new content, and that's Persona 4 uh, Golden. Okay. For uh, that is, I think that counts for sure. This is my second favorite game ever. So uh, I love this game. The, the stories, the characters, everything about it is just perfect. This is one of those ones where I'd be sitting there with a beat at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, oh, damn, i got to go to work at 6. But I'm so compelled. <laughs> <laughs> so compelled what's happening. This just is one more dungeon crawl. Uh, this is so, so fantastic. And honestly, like, even the dungeon crawling bits, they're good, but just the character interaction is what makes this game so. And, uh, yeah. this is, uh, I was talking to, uh, your missus, I guess, earlier about how she binges shows. And, yep. uh, when this anime came out, uh, I think it was the last time I binged anything. Because I don't really, I, I watch stuff at a snail's pace, but yeah. I watched this entire anime, which is like 30 something episodes in like two days. Couldn't stop it. Yeah. That's like Cesar's recent anime binges. So I'm I'm on episode thirty of Fairy Tale at the moment. <laughs> Here we go. And that show is like okay. So <laughs> that show is actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying. I, I like Fairy Tale, but yeah, Persona Four Golden the anime is is great. But play the game for sure. Awesome. I, just, I hope we get on something else. And that's it for me. That's your 2012. Yeah, Cesar. Mine's easy. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Ah. Um, that Excellent. was I've played a ton of Grand Theft Autos. I've never actually beat them because I always seen well Vice City I came close. I just couldn't beat the game for whatever reason. I was on the final boss battle. Ah. But um, something with the whole open world aspect that always seems to just throw me off the main course of the main story, and the main story will never usually have my interest uh, to keep going and finishing it. But uh, you know me, I love heist. Uh, heist was a big uh, theme in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the silhouette. Starts of- off with a heist, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It starts off with the silhouettes of uh, different characters. Um, that was also um, new, where you had the three, between. three different characters. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I can't Damn. believe. And it's it still blows in, my mind. And it's still in MPDs. Mm. Eight still, years later. Yeah, on another Seven console and a remaster. Because uh, of the online component. Um, I never did the online component, so I can't speak to it. But I did uh, and did enjoy the story very much. So where I was very excited when they announced the remaster years later. So I can mm. go through it again. But that was something that I, I truly did enjoy. Um, storytelling on it was great. Uh, my honorable mention will be, and I'm not going to go in detail about it. And I don't know if you got it on there. Will be the the Tomb Raider reboot. Yep, good stuff. I have that under 2013 for some reason. Yeah, I have the I release. No, I'm, release date I jumped March. ahead to you 2013. Spoilers. Yeah, it's not on my list. I yeah. swear, I promise, yeah. it's not on my list. <laughs> I'm sorry. 2012 is a. Uh, I'm watching the clock You're here. Okay. I'm running out of time. You're okay. Um, Sleeping Dogs was 2012 for me. Ah, oh, ah, that's what it was. That. Yeah. I, it was torn between that and Mod Nation Racers, but oh, was, we have to pick up our pace. It was. Uh, oh, we're we skipping him for twenty thirteen. So yeah, we're going ahead to twenty thirteen. <laughs> Real quick on the twenty twelve, and I already did my twenty thirteen. So um, twenty twelve, Sleeping Dogs. That was one of the very few uh, games. Uh, the open world, another one. It's yeah. funny because Grand Theft Auto did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. I usually can't focus on open world, but the, the missions were varied. Uh, the story was good. The triads and um i always found it very interesting and emma stone's in the game which was a huge seller for me uh, that's the uh, episode name for one of our episodes mm-hmm. the title uh, of yep. during that time 2012 um i was going through my divorce so i was a little disjointed from games and i didn't play much that year that was one of them also an honorable mention that year would be hotline miami that was also another one that i played a lot of Good that shit. year that i i remember vaguely i didn't play a lot of games but i remember sleeping dogs had grabbed my attention the, you know, all the stuff I that was sleeping going on. dogs every couple of years on I've done it so many times it's so I have good. it on every platform it's one of those I need to you play you just need to fucking play it my apologies on the 2013 but well, no, we'll fine. we're speeding it up right? do your 2012 so. my 2012 is Gravity Rush on the Playstation Vita how did I not see this coming it was so, <laughs> that was a good one I beat that in almost one sitting this was one or two yeah. sittings yeah. When, I, when I was scrolling through these lists I tried to think of the games that just consumed me and that's yeah. that's what these were yeah that's, that's what mine are I've waxed poetically of on Gravity Rush enough mm-hmm. and it's it's fucking fantastic if you haven't played it play it uh, the honorable mention that year was Rayman Origins I played this co-op with the good Mises. shit uh, 2013 Michael alright 2013 this will be nice and quick uh, honorable mention starting up first Assassin's Creed 4 we were oh, talking about this earlier, coming on Switch, but uh, I love that game. I played shit time it on the PS4 and the Wii U. So remember the commercial because it was a uh, Drake, and we started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> I do not remember that, but I yeah, think whatever. I do remember yeah. the commercial. I remember this. I didn't. Ha- I haven't had TV in forever. That game vividly, <laughs> like the PS3 one and 360 one came out, and we had next gen consoles like a month or two mm-hmm. later. And people were like, "Well, should I?" It was the first game I played with any sort of depth on PlayStation 4, and then later I got it on the Wii U version. I liked it better because you had the map on the touchscreen. It was uh, so one, convenient. One of the games that had the $10 upgrade that I played on PS4. I did that with Battlefield. I didn't do it. I didn't get Assassin's Creed. So, uh, But my, my game of the year, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about, or for 2013, I'm not going to talk about Super Lock because I've talked about a ton uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yes. <laughs> I actually played it last week on Christmas. I had to do that uh, holiday mall level. That's this uh, what Christmas level. We should have brought that up last should've week. Should have mentioned, yeah. But I did play it. You're in, a, you're in a, a mall during Christmas time, and there's Christmas music playing on the overhead speakers, and you're taking out dudes in like a holiday setting. It's great. Awesome. So, so yeah. There so you so go. are we unanimous on 2013? Uh, yes. Uh, this came out of nowhere. Surprised the hell out of me. Loved every bit of Tomb Raider, the reboot. Um, I think it outcharted, uh, out uncharted, uncharted. In my opinion, it was that good of a game. I love the su- supernatural twist. 
had like an Indiana Jones vibe to which the story. Which we never revisit ever again in that series. They never did it again, yeah, did Which it? I really enjoyed. I was hoping they would do it. Some I, people didn't like, like, when I go back and read reviews, people didn't like that element of they, it. At the they very did end. so on the DLC, I think, on some of the games where they kind of... The Baba. Yeah. Baba a little bit here and there. Baba Yaga. But... Alright, so that's 2013 for us. I wrote Tearaway also. I like okay. these. Uh, Tearaway tear tear for Vita was awesome. Agreed. 2014, Michael, get us going. A lot of Vita stuff going on. Uh, there was a lot of Vita. Honorable Vita mention awesome. real quick, Sh- uh, Crime and Punishment, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I beat twice, oddly enough, on two different systems. Uh, is the best uh, Frogware Sherlock Holmes game, to me, at least. But my number one for that year is going to be Smash Bros. for Wii U. Uh, Primarily because uh, a, lot, I played a, lot of that. a lot of time I spent on that. I just so. remember yeah, I you took the bit. photo of my Ryu upside down flying. Yeah. That's <laughs> your. That's still your profile when you call. That's still the picture that pops up. So yeah, it's good shit. We though. gotta find that clip. That was awesome. Yep, great pick, Michael. Yeah, what do you well got done. for 2014? Uh, mine was also a Wii U game. It was Bayonetta two. Mm. I was a big fan of Bayonetta one. Um, I played the, uh, the PS3 version, the one where they had the patch where I had to download the whole game off the hard drive so it could mm-hmm. run properly. Um, I was enthralled when it came out. I was enthralled when the second one came out. It was not as good as the first one, but it was what I wanted. So I'm like, and we I, were starving for Wii U content yeah. at that point. So and that was another surprise out of left field, especially something that came from Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. You still had the some the the fun gameplay and the crazy storytelling. So. And they included a uh, Bayonetta one on disc with yep. the, that initial run. It was a separate disc. Yep, separate yeah. disc. Uh, my 2014. Uh, that is the year I had my first child. At the very beginning of the year, we were moving homes, all kinds of stuff. I do not remember playing a ton of games as I'm scrolling through here. Uh, I alluded to in our our preamble. I played with a friend of mine, Caleb. We got into Destiny. Mm. You will not hear me say many fond things about Destiny, but we poured so many hours into running those strikes and doing all that stuff. Because uh, my wife worked a different shift, and we were, our schedules were offset, and I would have the baby sleeping with me, and we just sat there and played PlayStation. And I did the stuff that people talk about with Destiny now that I don't have time for. I did then as my kid was sleeping, and mm. we would just play and run those things. And he brought his PlayStation over, and we played split screen or side by side, and that was just a defining bit from that game. I, ha- I always have fond memories of Destiny, even though it was super disappointing in the long run. But my number one, I guess this was a toss-up on these two, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes came out this year, and I fucking dove into Ground Zeroes. This was a next-gen Metal Gear. It was a contained story. I didn't have to worry about all kind of extra bullshit. I read a brief synopsis on Peace Walker to figure out who was who, and you just got this playground to play in, and it was, uh, was it like a prison camp? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just very contained. You could beat, like, speed runs are doing it in, like, five minutes and stuff like that. I, I, think, loved, I think I beat it in like 12. <laughs> I loved everything about Ground Zero. Yeah, because you were saving the children from Peace Walker, right? Paz and what's her name? Yep. Uh, Chaco, Chico? Something like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, the music, the Kiefer Sutherland, the flipping up the goggles. It was just Get glorious. Yeah. yeah. Climbing up in the towers and leading guards around on chases. It was That was next-gen Metal Gear to me. And I was like, hell yeah. And I remember fucking up. When I fucked up, I fucked up bad. Especially when I got caught. And it was always in some weird alleyway where I couldn't... I was stuck in situations. Yeah, and previous things you would do in Metal Gears did not work to get mm-hmm. away from people. All right, let's go to 2015. 2015. Hopefully one of these is something that we can tie into and speed up. Uh, real quick, Witcher 3. That's, that's uh, mine. That's, that's mine. mine. That's my runner-up. <laughs> So, uh, Witcher 3, I mean, I don't really need to say anything about I took Witcher a day 3. off to play that game. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love Witcher 3. I love that on Witcher but 3. <laughs> more than Witcher 3, I love, I love uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So, there's a lot of firsts for this series. Uh, you, the first time you can mount monsters, they added the uh, a few new um, 
like you know get on their back or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I you saw you, you're, you're like a bewildered look <laughs> but, uh, that. Um, but yeah uh, Insect Glaive was new uh, there's a few new weapons outside of that but yeah uh, what was shit. this Monster, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate 4 Ultimate gotcha, yeah. gotcha. so uh, 3DS it's good shit I have an insane amount of hours into this yeah. it's probably my most played Monster Hunter game so outside of Freedom Unite probably but yeah that's it for me 2015 rock and roll mine was simple I think that was the year we both got Xboxes um, because of uh, Gears Ultimate uh, but was it 2014, 2015? All right. 2015. Ultimate is the story I was going to tell. So outside of that, I'll let you tell that story. Okay. But what I'm really getting to is is not Gears Ultimate. Um, what I wish we have fun. We I'll let you explain that one. But the the highlight for me was playing the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> I remember going through that the whole month of December, and I think that's the one we were comparing our stats to the gameplay about how far we were going and how yep. much time in there. And that's where you're like, man, I love the Xbox because we it we're broke going down the back stats. and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, you spend I love this the stats thing. We had just gotten that E three Xbox fucking smashed everything. Even Rare replay, we, Rare replay, yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Gears Ultimate, Forza Six. Um, I think was that year too. Forza Forza was that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote Gears Ultimate because uh, that was one of the games that convinced Cesar and I to both get the Xbox. I think we got it at the same time, Black Friday. Yeah, it was that bundle because remember it came with all the Gears games. Yep. Yeah, that's when they did backwards compatibility then. That so, was. Yeah. Yeah, they smashed that E three. God, that was awesome. And uh, he and I beat Gears Ultimate in one sitting. We played through that in one night, and just except for that horrible Brumac battle that we were oh like... the PC mission they cut out. Oh they yeah, cut it out for a reason. See why we cut it. <laughs> it's just more gears, which is not a bad thing. But it, that was that we kept was dying at certain parts. We're like, fuck this. Remember, it, yeah. it was like they cheesed up the difficulty on that, that battle. It was gorgeous. They optimized that thing for Xbox One, and that is just a beautiful. I still want to go through it again. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderful game. All right, I wrote that one down. Also, General Ram, well done. 2016, Michael, get us going. Uh, Runner-up, Stardew Valley. Played a whole lot of that. That's, uh, I've still not gotten around to that. That's good shit, man. You get addicted. Uh, and th- this initially wasn't, but looking back, uh, this is my game of 2016. It's Final Fantasy 15. Oh. Uh, probably not the first time around. Like, at 2016, it probably wasn't. But looking back on it, having played in, through the entire game twice and all the stuff they've added, uh, the story and the characters are just fantastic, and it's definitely an emotional journey. So, tears? Uh, Any tears for you? N- almost, almost. Ooh, close. Very close. Very close. Near the end, you could get close, but uh, it's it's good shit. Close man. to Michael tears. Close it, it, to. It gets weird towards the end with some some of the time mechanics on there, but the ending did land. There, there's there's one the there's one bit near the end, right before the final battle, which almost choked me up. It's it's there. I could imagine most people probably would. It's it's very emotional and it's good stuff. I. I I've really grown attached to these characters, and just the visuals and some of the like the summons, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, was it Ramu or whatever Ramu. you summon him. I remember that one from the previews. Oh my god, when you summon him, he just fucks everything <laughs> up, and it's so great. And Shiva's was pretty cool too. Yeah, so. Levite, all of them are greatest. Yeah, yeah. the free one was good too. Yeah. So it was uh, Bahamut and Leviathan. Oh my god. A lot of the summons they had on there had key story moments on there. Really? That Bahamut, yeah, you it. can only yeah. summon Bahamut the one time. Uh, but when he does, it's like, holy shit. It's so great. 15's still on my list. It's so good. Anyway, that's it for 2016 for me. Mine was, uh, I want to say Doom. I want to say Doom so bad because I really mm. enjoyed Doom. But the one that caught me by surprise out of everything that I didn't expect to be good and that I enjoyed the most would probably be Titanfall 2. Ah, uh, came out, shit. Came I out late in the year. Um, I... Never got into Titanfall 1. I remember you got into it big, uh, yeah. Richard. 
Um, outside of that, I just blew in, and I never played the multiplayer at, at all. Titanfall Two. Is there even multiplayer in that game? I, think <laughs> I don't even know. Game. That single player is um, so good, though. Y'all love that story. But that's that story was great, and I've always seen comparisons of it to having like Mario gimmicks in there, and it does each each level has its own different way of beating it, and they wanted you to do, go around this route of doing it, and then you would never revisit that <laughs> that way again. Um, and it also brought on that uh, great characteristic of the wall run. Yes. I want to point out, Respawn's never made a bad game. Yep. Non-stop greatness. Yeah. Uh, continuing on the Xbox hype from the years before, 2016 for me was Gears of War 4. You mm-hmm. and I played through that together. Uh, this was a reboot of sorts. Um, we didn't know what the future of Gears was going to hold. It was the Force Awakens of Gears. Yeah, looking back on Halo and what happened with Halo, we're very fortunate Gears 4 was as good as it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a defining moment for me. Loved playing through that campaign. I loved the Juvies. Uh, it got off to such a slow start with the bullshit uh, robots and stuff. Like, I thought it was going to be garbage. The DBs. Mm. It's like, oh, this sucks. I hate this. But it just, did y'all kick each other? No, I did not kick anybody. It just kept, man, it just kept going and getting better and better. And playing it co-op with you, sir, was a, was a defining moment. And I remember you going back and rediscovering the 4K and HDR later on. And be like, yes. giving me a hard time. Because I remember, oh. like, I remember I was like, I how good HDR looked. Yeah. And you're like, you're like whatever. And I don't went know. back into it. Yeah. yeah. And when I played through it this year on Xbox One X with Russell, I was like, oh, God, this is a whole new game. Yeah. <laughs> 2017, Michael. 2017 is uh, is really hard because the runner-up and the, the game of the year are so close. There were so many fucking games. That, that runner-up has got to be Persona 5. And it, it, it's just, I can't wait to jump back in. I talked about this plenty. Uh, just play it. But wait for the new one. This one. Uh, and the, the game of the year, I think it's going to be... Probably yours as well is gonna be Breath of the Wild. Absolutely, Breath so, of the Wild. <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat. So yeah. uh, I mean, Persona would have been it in any other case, but Breath yeah. of the Wild was just such a ambition. Well, I mean, it was just massive. It was. Uh, we had near that year. Such a crazy we got Mario Odyssey that year. We got Mario Kart eight. Twenty seventeen was the the year of the shit. Like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Top tier. What was yours, uh, Cesar? Mine. Uh, I did warrant so I did enjoy Breath of the Wild, but for me, what kept it away was I did the 40 hours, and I was like, all right, I'm done with this game, and I took it out, and I didn't yeah. want to play it again. Um, my honorable mention would be uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I think I beat that in, like, four sittings. Uh, surprisingly, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it, especially I enjoyed the bits where it kind of went back to the Super Mario 64 throwbacks on mm-hmm. there. Um, my top one would be Persona 5. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that was part... I, I've had Persona games. I've played Persona games before, but this is the only time I've, I've actually sat there and played almost 100 hours of the game and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm okay with going through it even though towards the end I was like alright maybe this is going a little too long but um, I didn't complain I legit put 100 hours so into you guys are both easily. down for the new yeah. Uh, oh yeah I'm in day one uh, I'm gonna I did Breath of the Wild I've, okay, so, I've waxed so politically 20, again 2018 uh, I'm just gonna I I have two runners up second so I have three total games it's gonna be 4-2-H Shibuya Scramble which I talked about yep, in this podcast uh, I love that game. Um, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I talked about a whole lot in this these game. Will be, these I'm will playing, be quicker. I'm playing to this day. So, uh, And then, of course, uh, my, we talked about in the podcast, my game of the year for 2018 was Dragon Quest XI. I was going to say, these are going to be quicker because these because are podcast, we've talked about podcast these. covered Yeah, content. we've talked yeah. about these. So go back and listen if you want to hear about 4-2-H, Boost, Cramble, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or Dragon Quest XI. My uh, number one part be my runner-up would be Spider-Man because uh, I do enjoy Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy that world. They did it off well. There's so many bad Spider-Man games out there. so many <laughs> so media core Spider-Man games. Uh, we all can't play the Spider-Man game on 32X. Uh, it's too expensive. It uh, is very expensive. <laughs> that was definitely my runner-up. I'm not going to go much details about Wait, it. Wait, the I've 32X Spider-Man? 
Yes. <laughs> Um, my main one was uh, God of War. Uh, mm. You know, I enjoyed games with storytelling. I enjoyed the new reinvention of this game. I also enjoyed the fact that um, they tied it into the original games. Uh, little nods in there, which I did not see coming because I they always sold this was this was a reinvention. This is not following the same type of thing on there. It still honored the history of the previous games in there, and I thought it did it in a smart way. Uh, and it did modify the gameplay, and it made it very. Um, to murder esque which also helped. Hot damn. My 2018 runner-up is going to be Diablo 3. This consumed me at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. It technically didn't release in 2018, but the Switch port the Switch with all the did. content did. Yep. That sunk its teeth into me, and I'd never played this genre before. And mm-hmm. I've since discovered Baldur's Gate. Uh, I introduced Russell to Diablo. That s- s- seems to be our holiday game. So I saw us playing Diablo 3 on <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah, I saw, you, I saw you put we the time in there. We were destroying it. Yeah, thank you. Um, my main game for 2018 was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Xbox. I was like, wondering when this was going to come. It out. It came yeah. out in December of 2017, but it sunk its teeth that into counts, me yeah. the entire fucking year. They the were best. It was like stories. almost every Sunday. I mean, you were playing the, with Russell. The best stories, the most fun, the most tense, like action, everything that I want from a, a gameplay experience. I got from PUBG and the I'm, stories. I'm going to tell on Russell and I apologize, Russell, but I the, remember, the bit I remember the most is the one we played when he was a little tipsy. <laughs> I was on that and one. I think you yeah, played. I was on that. It was like one of the two I played with you. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> he just, fucking just threw, a, threw a Molotov and just yeah. caught him, himself he on a, fire. He threw a Molotov in the <laughs> attic with all of us hiding in the attic. There's like nine people to go and he burned us all up. <laughs> I can remember him speaking to you like, dear God, you're telling him to eat bread. Like, eat something, Russell. <laughs> you gotta get something in your system. That was fun. We had a blast. Russell, uh, was, Russell was in a safe space as he played PUBG. Yeah, we weren't enjoyed. on the road or somewhere nope. in a place. Yeah. He was doing it in his uh, house of leisure. All right, we got 20 minutes. I keep, I keep thinking we have to get back to it, and you and I need to play on PlayStation for sure, I know. Yeah. It's cross-platform, so we'll yeah. play somewhere. Um, so we're jumping into 2019. So here, we're coming up to a time issue. We've got 20 minutes to go. Let's do it. I think we can knock this out. We each got five each, right? And we've all talked about all these games throughout mm-hmm. the year. So yep. it's not going to be as She's much to what say. what it is, kind of. You've been putting off wanting to elaborate on certain games. Are you? Do you feel like you're going to be cut short by having to go not go in on some no, of these? No, because most of these uh, games I chose are story he- uh, heavy. Michael's like, let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. Let's go. And <laughs> you don't want to do spoilers and not everybody's gotten far as I have. So okay. we'll just be respectful to so people let's go. Uh, worst to best, round robin. Mine are just five. back five. Mine are just five. Yeah, or they're all five, right? And yeah. we're also what I was getting to with this, Michael. I know you're ready to go. Uh, we're gonna cut out the 2020 preview. We'll do that next. That's week cool. As that we sounds good. The 2020. That's good. So worst to best, starting at number five for me is gonna be Crackdown Three. It's very uncommon. Crackdown Three made your top. Five, I fucking huh? love this game, man. It's wow. great. It's super okay. fun. Okay. So Crackdown oh. Three, my number five right. for the year. I remember you raved about the gameplay. It's good yep. shit. <laughs> Sussor, or do you want me to go? Uh, my number five, uh, believe it or not, we know we talked about it a lot. I have not finished it. That's why I put in my number five because I'm not sure it's going to end out. Is Death Stranding? Um, I did enjoy the gameplay. Uh, I like the melancholy of just uh, taking it in, taking it in, going at slow speed. Yep. Uh, the mixed-up mechanics of going in and doing some stealth missions and the story bits kind of pull me through there. But it is not something that you go through very quickly. It's something that I've learned that if you just take your time and enjoy it. It's a lot better, uh, in my opinion. It, it, everybody's tastes vary, and you know some people don't have that type of time. So I know that's why I have beaten it yet because I'm, I'm literally just taking my time. I've only popped in maybe once a week and and go a little. bit I'm still in chapter time. two, and I'll piggyback off of you because I'll put that as my number five. <laughs> this is it's. I've never played anything like it. It's so different, and it's so. 
you have to play it to to explain it. Like as we describe carrying packages on podcasts and random indie songs that play and uh, holding down L trigger and right trigger, like none of this sounds like any sort of compelling reason to play a video game, and yet it is the only thing like that out there. And yeah. it's it has to be played to be experienced. It's, it's on my list as well. My way I look at it is it's like an indie game meets triple A. It's like a weird mixture of the both. Mm-hmm. It's like you get a lot of indie aspects in there, but it stuff has a, some of the triple A stuff game on with there. Unlimited it really budget. is. And yeah. it's ra- there, there you yeah. go, Michael. And the randomness of it is just it's so bizarre and so different from anything anyone is doing now. And that's what makes it refreshing and, and on the top five for me. I'm glad we got to see this game being made. I don't think yep. many companies will allow this to be happening. Nope. Sure as hell not going to happen. I have the confidence in them. So. So. All right, Michael, what do you got next? Number four, going from the bottom, uh, recent release, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Ooh. which I finished and I love, and it's uh, I actually want to play again. So uh, we've talked about this on a, several recent episodes. Just go back and listen to those. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, to piggyback on yours, I, it's not on my list, but I, it is making me more open to playing like uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls, which I have owned, but I've never had interest to it. If I did play it, I'm fucking. I think the, the thing time. this thing does better is it has a difficulty yeah. uh, setting. I think these other games need that because it made me enjoy this way more, even though it has that same sort of style. It's in my honorable mentions because it's one of those that I want to get back to and spend more mm-hmm. time with now that I own a copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the time I spent with it when I rented it, was I had to make myself stop playing. It was right. very good. So number four, Cesar. Uh, Resident Evil 2. Uh, good shit. Um, I, Came out in January. I wish I could put in the t- my top ones, but uh, I played it before. But I do like this remake. I did add enough in there that's different, um, mm-hmm. especially the bits with Sherry that was not in the original game. So they kind of learned how to freshen it up a little bit to keep it different. Um, at that time, it was also one of the games that I... Uh, unfortunately, my aunt passed earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That was one of the games that helped me get through it. So There you go. Number four. Uh, this is my only retro game of the of the uh, <laughs> of the pick. I, I did good, guys. I, I mean, these are these are our personal lists. These are right our now. personal ones. Um, this game came out in 1986, I think. Mm-hmm. 1985. Gotcha. It's actually two games in one. <laughs> I already know what it is. Yep. <laughs> this is Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Uh, I keep talking about this being the year my kids got into games, and along with Super Mario 3D Land, we have played. Probably 50 to 60 hours of Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers, and they still do not get old. They do not get tired of it, and that, that just speaks to how timeless this game is. And I still enjoy playing both of these games, mm-hmm. so it speaks a lot to its longevity and, and its timelessness. Okay. Number three, Devil May Cry 5. Ah, also no, very good shit. Probably another best. action. You got a lot of action titles. I mean, on here. you, you kind of get my mo when you when you look at this third yeah. person action game. So yep. yeah, uh, I mean, this is just a fucking solid ass action game. I love it. So and, and what's funny is I just saw an article on how it made the most money on Steam. Oh, so cool. It didn't sell a lot of Steam, but all the add-ons they had on there, oh, it actually yeah. made a lot of money. A lot of people jumped on the add-ons. I apparently, you. I it was you. one of the most high dollar. Uh, games on steam hey whatever don't make cry 5 highly recommend it you can get it for next to nothing now it's on game pass but even even if you don't have game pass you can get it for cheap so you felt like it was a good extension of the series and natural evolution oh, and all it, that kind it, of stuff. it jumped off of four like like dmc never happened so which i hear is also very good uh, it and plays gonna, it plays good and i'm enjoying ninja theories games a lot right now mm-hmm. yeah and the ninja theory kick that's my number three which so Funny, i won't take long but heavenly sword is on ps now i fired it up last night cool. how does um, it play 
pretty good. Kind of want to see it. Yeah. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 is my number three. Oh, good shit. Um, I enjoyed the aspects where the next level games kind of like they took off with the second one where they made the multiple mansions and kind of added up on there. This one, they took the whole hotel and then made each one a different floor. So it does, you don't have that disjointedness from going from mansion to mansion, having to go back and get different jewels. And it seems like they uh, they took what they wanted to do from the second one and evolved it. So uh, I know the gameplay and the controls can be a little bit wonky at times where you're trying to aim at something and it yeah. kind of like you have to fight it. And some of the boss battles are here and there because of the difficulty of those set controls. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I think it hit out of the park. Um, and also, fuck that cat who keeps taking the elevator buttons. <laughs> fuck that like, cat. I agree. And I'm jumping between different floors and it that pisses me off because it keeps going down below floors. And I'm like, God. Ghost Chinese food. Darn it. That motherfucker. Yeah. That, that just pissed me off. I think that the last uh, one you did with him was at least on the same fucking floor. Yeah. The first one was constantly, you had to go down levels. And I'm like, oh, come on, don't do this. <laughs> bitch, like, who came up with cat. this fucking idea, you know? That, I have a list of games I want to get back to that came out this year, and that's at the top of them, along with right. Control, which I think is going to come up here in a little while. Uh, next up on my list, I'm going to go with Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Everything We waited so long for this game after they announced it, and everything I wanted from a new Toe Jam and Earl game, uh, this was it, 100%. So that's why I played, I think, every minute of this game I've played with you, except for a little bit of the Switch one that I've played. It's just not as much fun to me, single player. But I've never played Toe Jam and Earl single player. Mm -hmm. So this, I mean, it, guys, if you do not have a copy of Toe Jam and Earl yet, I think it's like seven fifty right now on PS4. Mm -hmm. It's on sale on the eShop. It's on sale on I think Steam. It's on sale almost everywhere. Yeah. Pick it up on whatever platform you guys have and grab a friend. Uh, grab two friends on PS4, two additional friends. I don't know if they patched in the Switch one, but I think they patched it in on the Xbox and PS4. To yeah, four Xbox, PS4, now. and PC has always had four-player support. Mm -hmm. But this is... Like, when you take that Toe Jam and Earl formula from that first game that we love, I know Cesar and Russell's a huge fan, uh, this is it. This is a next-gen version. Randomness, crazy stuff that happens. Uh, we're still finding things like every time we play through, because we beat it twice, I think. Mm -hmm. But every time we, we start a playthrough, some random shit happens, and we have not encountered either that item or that that gameplay element mm -hmm. yet. Toe Jam, Toe Jam and Earl, back in the groove. Love it. Highly recommend. All right, runner up for me. Number two, it's going to be Judgment, which I played quite a bit earlier this year. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, that same uh, team that did Yakuza, and it's it's kind of like the perfect marriage between a Yakuza game, a Persona game, and maybe some Phoenix Wright sprinkled in there. So all this added together just makes a very good experience, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. can't believe we got it as quickly as we did. Yeah, we got it. It was a quick yeah. turnaround. Yeah. So uh, Quicker than the other Yakuza games. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> game, though. Um I actually prefer this a little bit, I think, to the Yakuza game. Really? It's a little, a little less uh, crimey. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. I'm drawn to it because it's not as intimidating as far as well. And also, it's a, it's a complete. It's a it's a it's a one off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to have a lore established. It has its own lore. So right. yeah, go for it. Number two. My number two, uh, and I talked about a lot this year, and I won't go into too much detail, be Crystar. Uh, that was one I enjoyed, uh, especially for the gameplay. I do enjoy games like uh, Threads of Fate from the PlayStation 1 days. Um, mm -hmm. That has got that Diablo-esque, uh, just you have two buttons, one's a uh, light attack, one's a strong attack, and you just go through and mindlessly go through these uh, procedurally generated dungeons. Uh, what made this different for me was uh, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the, the characters who had this unfortunate uh, incident happen to them where they, they perished and they try to get back to life and they try to, the main character trying to save her sister who she accidentally almost erased from existence. 
Um, and then not only that, once you get to the ending, and the ending is just like, what the fuck? It doesn't resolve anything, and you go on, and you start a new save file, and then there it goes. You, you have to play again to get more of the story. And then the only bad thing about it is you probably have to beat the game four times to get the complete story, but it it was enough for me to keep going and put pour a lot of time in this year. Sounds like uh, Nier, a little bit like what Nier did. There you go. Yeah. I don't know anything that happens in it. I just know that several playthroughs are required. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I'm having to pick between one and two. Pick one. If they're the same, just go. I'm having to pick. You can do it. Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, that's deciding it. Uh, number two is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on Nintendo Switch. This, uh, almost like Toe Jam and Earl, like this is everything you want in a new imagining mm-hmm. of, a ty- of a favorite classic. And I got new iterations of some of my favorite all-time games this year. And though I'm not done with it, you know, I've, I've seen what that game is. I know where it's going. I know these dungeons. Um, the, the attention to detail, the music, the characters, the art style that they chose, which I wasn't... You know, I liked that. I thought it was cutesy, but when you actually see it in action and you're playing... It's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, there's some frame rate hiccups here and there. There's like yeah, some technical issues. But it's not that bad. My number one game has probably more technical issues than you this think one. So? But yeah. Yeah, the only reason this this one kind of didn't make my list is because I went through it so quick. And it's yeah. just I feel like they didn't add enough new to it outside of the visuals. So I've actually managed to savor it. You know, I've, I've spread yeah. it out. And I haven't actually played a lot of Switch in the past month or two. Mm. So that slowed it down. I actually installed Luigi's Mansion and just left that cartridge in there. Yeah. But, uh, That's need, another reason I didn't make I, mine because I, I blew through it so fast. So. Yeah. I do need to get around to wrapping up Link's Awakening. But it is my number two pick. It, it was my first video game of all time that I ever got the Game Boy one <laughs> yeah so I have lots of memories and uh and attachment to the that game in particular and that's number two I gotcha so here we're at game here of we the are year. this For is me, it and anyone that knows me should know and this be, be very aware this is on personal list I don't see this being on anyone else's it's gonna be Shinmu 3 <laughs> Shinmu 3 you kinda knew year. that was gonna happen uh it's primarily I don't, I'll say it's the most technically sound game or the most beautiful or the best playing but we wanted a new Shenmue game. We've been waiting 18 years for it, and we got a new Shenmue game. Like, we didn't get some half-assed thing. We got exactly what we wanted. It continued the story. It plays the same. Even Corey Marshall came back uh, to voice Ria Hazuki, uh, and it's just... The whole game is just... It's a letter to the fans, and you can tell that Yu Suzuki really poured his heart into it and wanted to give something back. So It's one of my favorite things from this year, just yeah. because you got it and you enjoyed it, and it was everything that you it wanted was, out was, of that. I mean, the only thing I could say down about it, really, is I wish it kept going. Like, it, it, it does that same thing Shimo 2 did, where you're like, fuck, it's over. Yeah. You know, so if the, if the worst thing I can say about something is that it ended, that's pretty good. And we know we got that season pass coming, so hopefully oh, yeah. a little bit more <laughs> we'll content. See, uh, yeah, we'll see how they do that. So yeah. I'll try to control your emotions as you describe your number one <laughs> game to us. Uh, and I hope uh, I picked this right. Yeah, you did. You, 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 I could have been like... It hasn't been five through two. I could have been like, what sex game on Steam? No, like, uh, <laughs> number one game of the year. Um, You know, you nailed it right down to the key. It is definitely uh, Control. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, I still find myself going back in there and doing... Uh, finding... A lot of the articles in there where they talk about the objects of power, and it's, those are always interesting, which I think you would enjoy. Is always like some dude. This is the only game that's hanging over my yeah. head. Like you need to play this. You need to play this. You need to play. And I won't go into details in the story because I want you to experience it. Um, I did, uh, those articles are pretty good because like they're all like a mini episode of X Files. It's always like an oscillating fan that disappeared half the town. There's a surfboard that got 
some surf guy was in there. Uh, he found it, and he became a motivational speaker, and they all followed him like a cult. And one day they went to break in to take the surfboard and confiscate it, and everybody was gone, and all they found was the surfboard. It was like different stories you find in these documents. You go in there, and it goes in details. Um, I got a good feeling that this DLC might have Alan Wake come in there because there's so many references to Alan Wake in there. That uh, Alan Wake was actually in the corner document spoilers was considered to be uh, up for the director job for the for the bureau apparently, <laughs> but he disappeared mysteriously. Um, <clears throat> if you play the first, uh, Alan Wake game, you know why. Um, they also did the the show Night Springs from Alan Wake was uh, something that the oh, bureau created. Oh, so. Um, a lot of great stuff on there. I enjoyed how they did the storytelling where, you, and Michael can say on there, where you, you jump into the game, you're confused at what the fuck is going on and yep. everything. Kind I of texted him, I was like, there. what the fuck, did I miss a cutscene or some shit? Like, and it, you learn later on as you go through on there, there's a specific reason why this happened and it makes sense. And you're like, oh yeah, shit, okay, that makes sense. Um, I really can't say a bad thing about this game. Uh, I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, I do... I like the map system. I like the Metroidvania. I like going back and revisiting areas that were blocked off with different key card access. Everything it, I hear about it just sounds incredible. Um, my only my only downside complaint to it, it doesn't stick the landing a little bit because there's not really a final boss in that game, and it does cheese it on effect where you're doing um, endless uh, set pieces, endless hordes and hordes of enemies, and it does get cheap where you die a lot, and you're like, oh. You mentioned that a couple weeks uh, ago, and the control which, points aren't... And they spread out, and I didn't realize I was getting towards the end of the game. I just thought, because I, I just kept going in the mindset that I was going to fight the singular being that you're going to be like, oh, you know, I was running this thing this whole time, and yeah. you don't really get that in there, okay. uh, which is fine. It works out for the story, and I, I think it does great, and then the ending is one of the most memorable endings I've seen on there, where you had this character who came in and had nothing to do, nothing, wanted nothing to do with this whole story and then it kind of flips it on its head toward the end and it's like oh shit you know just it feeds you enough of the story and i don't know i can't say nothing but more on there it's something on there that uh you wouldn't have to wipe my memory for me to go back and play it again from start to finish so that's definitely my game of the year that's a defining experience yeah all right i knew you guys separately do you think you know what my number one game of the year is Mm. no no guesses. It's no. going to be a retro game, isn't it? It's not. I've done. He said he only had game. one retro game. I have gone back and forth on this game. When you got up and left, I wanted to share a part of this one with you, so I picked Link's Awakening, and I think that was, looking back, that was the better choice for mm. number two. Number one is Gears 5 on Xbox One. Okay. Uh, when I think about 2019 and games I was looking forward to, I got Xbox <laughs> One X. So you had gear, three Gears three times on this. On your Lots of Gears. I love that. Honestly, yeah, I really, really, I really tell. love that series. Um when I think back of like this year, moment to moment gameplay, surprises, uh, co-op fun, which is what is which is how I play games. I'm I'm getting worse and worse at playing single player games. I love playing games co-op. Uh, the things they did with this as a Gears franchise, the the skiff that we got, the varied environments and the the way the chapters played out, the fucking story went off the rails, and a major character is no longer in that main storyline. The surprise of that, like the impact that that had as we played couch co-op for that brief bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't even touched, like, what was the game you were talking about? You haven't messed with the multiplayer, but I haven't touched uh, Horde. I haven't touched multiplayer at all. That campaign and what they did with that and the, the moments that it had, like it had Uncharted in there. It had, I could say, I could say Tomb Raider, but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there were open world elements to it. We had to find stuff. We had to upgrade things. Jack, you control Jack like 95% of the time, but the elements that it brought into the story and things that you could set up and the way it would define firefights and let you choose how you wanted to do stuff. Gears 5 was it, man. That was a that was such a thrill ride campaign-wise. I loved every minute of it. It was awesome. 
Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? And we want to throw out some stuff right here. I know we're coming up against mm, it. Yeah, it's there's so many. Uh, my biggest one. I wrote down it, two or three. Yeah, I did only did two. I think yeah. mine was uh, Astral Chain. I did enjoy it a lot. I mm-hmm. wish I put more time into it. Um, and my other honorable mention was your game of the year, which was Gears, Gears 5. Five. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the open world bits a little bit more. I wish mm-hmm. they kind of expanded on that a little bit more. They're going to. I know they're going yeah. to. They're going to get that feedback I, and go into I can, it. Uh, Obra Dinn, I think yeah. it's uh, something okay. for me. So, yeah. I had Star Wars on my list. Uh, Halo 3, which you and I beat before we did mm-hmm. the trip to the Halo thing. That was a blast. And I played, I think I played that on, did I play that on One X? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Um, but another honorable mention is Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, <laughs> the official video game. I have not laughed as hard as I did this year as we did play in that game in the fucking Witcher Time thing. You can go back and find the Witcher Time episode. I crack up all over again, and we need to find a way to post that video. I don't think we ever did. But that fucking that Olympic Games Tokyo, I laughed so hard at Cesar in that game. That was a defining moment this year. I was so fucking tired when we recorded that, and that was the same randomly <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Oh, it never gets old. Anything else? Is that what we're going to go with? That's it. That's the the definitive list. You can find this podcast on Tuesday, which is New Year's Eve, I believe. Yes. Yes. All right, so Happy New Year if you're listening to this. We will be a, this next one will be a 2020 episode. We'll give our preview of the uh, of the year. We should, yeah. I kind of want to do. I wanted to do like biggest surprise this year and biggest disappointment. We could we maybe can do that. Ram that in. We uh, might be able to do that. Yeah, next we'll, week. we'll see. We ran out of time quick. I don't know what happened. Um, oh, you can find this podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, SoundCloud. That's it. That's yep. it. We made it. Yep. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram as NoFodcast. We have not been as active except for announcing when the podcast is going up. That's fine. But definitely give us a follow there for any upcoming news. Uh, this is the this upcoming Monday will be the last Monday without Metroid Monday. It's coming up. So I have a proposition for it. No, you got to go. I got a proposition for the NES Metroid. We can all play online together and mm-hmm. swap out controlling, doing different bits. We can use save states if we want to. We have some. We have some Metroid. I'll to consider discuss. that. I got to start traveling, so it might be my last episode for a few in general. So okay, who knows? All right, all right. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Uh, uh, video games were good in 2019. Hopefully, they're good in 2020. I'm sure they will. Oh be. yeah, new consoles <laughs> next year, baby. New consoles next year. We're gonna go over some 2020 stuff for next year. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Happy New Year, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Happy Adios. New Year. <laughs>